Welcome back to the Kerygma Ventures podcast. This week, we head back to the ranch to have a conversation about a big topic in society today, gender identity and the role of fathers in shaping their children's understanding of what it means to be a man or a woman. We explore the unique qualities and callings of being a man or a woman, acknowledging the cultural challenges and confusion around masculinity and the importance of community in shaping one's identity. In today's episode, we aim to deepen the conversation on what truly defines a man and offer insights for those who follow Jesus. I've heard you talk to, I don't know who, maybe Mary Claire. I've been talking to a couple different people about this What is a Woman documentary that Matt Walsh did. And I'd heard of it several months ago. And kind of dismissed it because I'm not a I'm not a huge documentary guy. I question a lot of what I see in documentaries now. So I think they're you can make darn near anything be believable in a documentary. With with enough money and enough production power, you can make anything look legit. Um but in recent months, um I've got a son who's gonna be going into kindergarten. Kindergarten's gonna start this fall. And that really got my wheels turning to think, you know, we're likely going to send them to public school. And so the, you know, I guess I'm a bit embarrassed to acknowledge this, but some measure of fear became prevalent in my mind of like, oh my God, what's he going to be learning in that public school? And well, they, you know, you think about this Matt Walsh documentary, what's a woman? They're going to teach Jameson. He could be a woman. And, and, and it's just, it's corruption and, and whatever. Um, so I'd like to talk about that a little bit, but coupled with that, I think an important question to answer is what is a man? So I hear that question often, what is a woman? I don't hear a lot of people saying or looking to provide a clear definition, especially for people who, you know, enjoy life with Jesus answering the question in a thoughtful way, what is a man and what are the key distinctives uh, that, that we believe? So, Well, I think it is a legitimate question that needs to be asked again. We used to ask, what is a man? And then the whole feminist movement came along and we took the whole focus off men and on the woman. And, and there needed to be some focus there. I know we've talked about that before where yeah. women have been yeah. now elevated back. So now, you know, you just don't talk about what a real man is. You just talk about what a real man ain't. <laughs> what, what, what and you don't you talk know. about what a real man is because you don't want to sound like you're putting women down? Yeah, and, and because with the cancel culture atmosphere, to say anything positive about a man is, uh, is risky. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Because men are the oppressors. They're the oppressor. Yeah, and and so to say anything positive about it is, uh, you know, you're putting yourself out there to get chopped. But uh, but we're here to be a counterculture. Uh, but as we all know, um, our identity, to a large degree, is uh, affirmed and determined by the community we're in. It's what the people around us say. You know, I mean, when I, when I was growing up in a rural setting, but I, I was with uh, neighbors and uncles and 
first cousins and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I got my identity from those guys, the ones that were older, the ones that were younger. You know, they told me what I was good at. They told me what I was bad at. And so I got a concept of who I was from, from my community. Now, I was blessed that most of my community was Christian, at least had a Christian worldview, Christian background. But now we're living in a, in a culture where the community is confused about what is a man? What is masculinity? Right. So we're right to be concerned about our, our boys. Uh, and you cannot turn him over to a school, public or private, mm-hmm. and say, y'all, y'all tell my boy who he is. So I think it's time, it's really time for men who care about their boys and their girls to create communities among your own friends and relationships, church, if you're in one, where you are agreeing on certain values and what, agreeing on certain definitions of what, what defines them. Okay, good. Here's where I get hung up, and I, I hope we're staying, I, I hope to stay in line with where your mind is on this topic, but I start, so because I have two daughters and one son, mm-hmm. I like to think of, my role as their dad, in part, being that uh, I affirm in my daughters, this is what it, and of course my wife would be most helpful in this, but this is what it means to be a woman. And this is what's good and right and beautiful about God creating them male and female. You're a female, yeah. you will grow into a woman, um, affirm and call out the, the the capabilities and the callings that are unique to womanhood or being a female and on the other side of the spectrum with my son uh, and hopefully i'll be able to be the one that does that with him um what what am i calling out in my son that's unique to masculinity and unique to being a boy growing into a man here's the reason why i ask this I was raised on a ranch and raised to hunt and fish and play sports and do things with my hands. And my sisters were in a lot of ways. I mean, they did some of that, but they were raised to know how to cook and care for the home and take care of the younger siblings. Um, Are there qualities that, that we can identify as being, no, this is uniquely a masculine trait that we would like to call up out of our boys. Uh, the reason why I'm asking this is because I know men, I have friends in my life who don't like to work with their hands. They don't like to hunt or fish. They're not athletic. They might enjoy fashion or, you know, art or cooking. I I don't think it's right or fair to say, well, they're, they're not masculine and they're not men. You know, these guys are heterosexual, Christian yeah. Have a wife and kids. Um, so how do you reconcile that? Like, what am I calling up in my son that I'm not also calling up in my daughter? What are the key differences? Well, let me back up a little bit before I get to that, that part and just talk about parenting, uh, being a father. Uh-huh. All right, so, so your daughter has been created by God to be a female, to be a, a woman, to be feminine. 
That's the DNA. That's what God is working in her. If you're not even there, he's working that. Yep. Your job is to come along as God's partner and partner with him in helping her to discover what does that mean. And so a, a lot of it is instead of seeing me as the molder of her, I am the partner with her. I'm partner with God as I encourage her in the realms that she's going to go because she, you know, she may like to hunt and fish yeah. and ride and, and rope and all that kind of stuff. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Sure. As long as she is not confused about this mean, that activity is identified with this identity. Uh, no, you, you are a woman, you're a queen. And I, as a father, am going to treat you as a queen so you'll know what being a queen feels like. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to treat you with the sensitivity that you are growing into who, whoever God called you to be. So same way with a boy. So, so we're co- coming along beside this, the boy to say, I am God's partner here to try to help you discover what's going on in your life, the, the interest that you have. So he comes along and he has an interest that you never had as mm-hmm. a boy. Okay, you can't say, hey, that's, that's not, not a man. Thing. That's not a man. Right. Your, your granddaddy didn't do that. I don't do that. You can't do that. No, it's like, okay, you want, you want to investigate that? Let's investigate it together. And so I am there to assist him and go along with him, believing that God is God is directing him and leading him according to God's definition of who he is. He's a boy. He's a male. You know, he's got the chromosomes of a male. God did that. So instead of seeing ourselves as the molder and taking too much blame and credit for what they turn out, it's like, no, I'm, I'm there. To, uh, to to partner. That doesn't mean that I don't put boundaries there, that, that, that there's not uh, rewards and punishments for uh, choices because they've got to learn that choices have consequences. It, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, eliminate any of that, but, but it takes the pressure off of me from being a dad. It's like I've I, I got to make a godly boy out of him or mm-hmm. I've got to make a... And, I'm not even sure I know what a what a guy is because when I came along, it was these parameters. Now it's these parameters. Right. Uh, well, so that okay, we're I think we're we're zeroing in on the crux of my question. And as we're talking, I'm probably trying to discover what my question really is. But I know I've shared this with you once before. Uh, Jameson's three, four years old, a couple years ago, and I'm my wheels get to turn. I got to. I'm doing what you just said I don't really have to do, but I'm like, I've got to make sure he knows that he's a man and this is what yeah. being, a, being a man or this what being a man would, would one day look like. Uh, so we had this little saying, men are, and he would say back to me, they're kind, respectful, hardworking, and tough. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, this is good. <laughs> you know, I'm nailing it. Uh, and Corinne, my wife heard me saying this with Jameson one day and she said, well, that's awesome. But you also know that, that women to a certain degree are also called to be kind, respectful, (laughs) hardworking and tough. Um, so in training Jameson to know that this is what men are, I'm still not creating any distinctions for him of any differences, key, key and legitimate differences between men and women. So I could also 
say the same four things with my little girl, sure. Lucia, and that would be good and right, and that is an appropriate thing to which we call her up. But but that's where I want to. I'm I'm trying to get into the weeds here a bit and say, okay, if you if you had a chalkboard right now and you were going to write out, not now I'm talking about I'm not talking about the middle of the Venn diagram. I'm talking about the respective categories. These are descriptives for a female and maybe specifically a female who wants to know and love and follow Jesus. And these are descriptives and distinctives for a, a man who also wants to follow Jesus. Um, is there anything unique, aside from their reproductive organs, between the two? Well, the answer obviously is yes. They're unique, they're different. Otherwise, God would not have created that way. But here's where I think we need to focus. Let's focus on that which is common. Let's focus on kindness and sensitivity and toughness mm -hmm. and courage and all, all those things that he named. It's just that as, she, as you walk along with her, toughness is going to look different with her. Okay. It's, it's, going to, it's not going to be about wrestling in the floor and whipping somebody or, you know, necessarily competing and, it it uh, it's 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 going to be tough toughness of mental thought toughness of emotion toughness of sticking in there when the boy would run because he saw blood she wouldn't run because he saw blood she'd run to it mm -hmm. probably uh, so I think that we have to focus on what's common to us as humans and common to us as Christians and then watch that help help them identify this is kindness in uh, Jameson's. This is a Jameson kindness. Mm -hmm. But this is your kind of kindness. And Rosie, this is your kind of kindness. Yep. And and so I, I think that's where parents can come along and help direct without trying to put them in a box. Okay. It's like, okay, I could say, you know, boys are tough and uh, competitive and uh, leaders and girls are tender and uh, sensitive and followers. That's not right. You know, that's an artificial deal. Yeah. And, and it's it's going to cause them uh, confusion. And uh, I just think we have to assume what God says is true is true. It's like that boy is a boy, and if nobody messes with him, he's going to think like a boy. Mm -hmm. And she's a girl, and God is working with her as a girl. So... All that being said, I, I do think there's there are things that we we see as we observe men as they develop, <clears throat> and we see that men are. Well, Leanne Payne wrote a book years ago on masculinity, and she said that masculinity is all tied up in discovering, declaring, and defending truth. So, so, so she puts that at the center. It's like men have been given the responsibility to for for their women, for their community, for everybody, to be that instrument that God uses to declare reality, to discover it, declare it, and defend it. And so, it's truth that we're de defending, not a. Um, an ideal or, or some kind of artificial identity or 
or a standard or whatever. We're, we're defending truth. What is real? What it, wouldn't it be good today in this community? Uh, I mean, in this environment, if somebody just stood up and said, "Okay, let's talk about what's real." Yes. You know, th- this man is—it's a real man, so a real woman. This is, you know, this is reality, not some fantasy, or whatever. So when men are, when men by their own disqualification don't take the leadership, or because community or the society has said we don't trust you anymore, either way, if men are pushed out of the deal, reality suffers. Thank you so much for listening to the Kerygma Ventures podcast. We'd love for you to join us next week as we continue to bring you conversations and messages that challenge you to live a life of grace and freedom, developing a thriving relationship with Jesus. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you share it with someone in your life who you know would be encouraged to hear it? Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.